Today, we're going to take a look at a couple of reports from Benzinga on some legal issues. There's a CBD chain that can sue Visa, the credit card uh, processor, for terrorizing its business. And then we're also going to take a look at how a pet CBD supplier can proceed with claims in a $100 million lawsuit. Since we've got Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney, to kind of go through that with us, we're going to kind of see how the industry is normalizing with lawsuits. <laughs> Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast. Katrina, thanks for being back with us. Thanks, Josh. All right, let's take a look at um, a couple of these articles that Pet CBD supplier can proceed with claims in a $100 million suit. But before we get to that, I want to look at Visa because we all hate getting charged per uh, per transaction or at least the small businesses that <laughs> that have to pay that due. So there's a CBD chain that is able to sue for terrorizing its business. So this could open up a whole new slew of suits with a brand new case law. So originally published on Weed Week and appearing uh, on Benzinga, looks like a Missouri-based CBD chain expressed relief this week after a federal judge ruled that they could continue pursuing unjust enrichment and defamation claims against Visa, which has been accused of terrorizing their business. Among other claims, they say the credit card giant uh, arbitrarily placed them on a transaction block list. This is a big issue for CBD companies, Josh, and it has to do with the mucky muck of uh, federal regulation connected to banks. And this is one of the effects. Yeah, not many businesses can be can sell, you know, $66,000 worth of product and not get paid for it. And that's exactly what happened. So the suit alleges that Visa withheld 66,000 in payment and then uh, fined them $25,000 in cut off transactions involving the business after wrongfully determining that it was involved in illegal activities. So I guess the defendants had filed several motions and claims that were dismissed uh, that the CBD chain, allowing the CBD chain to uh, go after the unjust enrichment and defamation. Yeah, I mean, that happens in, in everyday industry, like construction, for example, you might have a subcontractor who has a change request order, and then you put in a new $25,000 beam, and then the the main contractor says, no, we didn't authorize that. And so some small business isn't getting paid. I mean, that happens a lot, but it's through the inefficiencies and lack of communication, really, whereas this is about law, right? Even though we have the, the farm bill that passed, we still don't have banking. And so there's all of these independent businesses like Visa making rash decisions to withhold funds and not pay things because they don't understand. So I don't know, is that normalizing? <laughs> Are we moving forward? Well, uh, this article does state that the lawsuit was filed two years ago, so that would have been in 2018, uh, and uh, I have not read the actual pleadings in this case, uh, but uh, in, in early 2020, um, the, the government did try to address this by saying that hemp uh, was, was, not was not against the law, hemp is fine, uh, but of course, CBD continues to be out there, Josh. The FDA just will not issue rulings on CBD. And as a result, it creates a gray area 
uh, you and I talk all the time about the fact that you can buy CBD from Walgreens or Bartels or Whole Foods or any other little corner quickie mart that you go to uh, and use your credit card. Uh, obviously, you can use your credit card at, uh, at Walgreens, for example. So if you can use your credit card at Walgreens to buy CBD, what is the issue when you go to a, an e-commerce site to buy the exact same product? And I do think that uh, discrimination may, may be appropriate uh, here for, uh, on the part of Visa. Uh, again, I haven't read the pleadings, but it's just a reality. You can buy CBD everywhere. Yeah, so I guess since this lawsuit was filed before that farm bill passed and you know, subsequent issues with federal you know, banking uh, availability, um, I'm not sure if they're going to drop this or how that's going to work out, but I guess they're just trying to figure how the impact on CBD and hemp companies are going to work with financial institutions. Kind of, um, yeah, it's interesting how long this takes to play out and all of the changes that happen so fast. This continues to be a problem. If, if you have, uh, if you sell CBD products online, this is an issue today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it still is. Um, and so looking at this other case for a CBD supplier proceeding with a $10 million suit, um, I think this one happened here locally, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, Seattle-based CBD manufacturer can move forward to claims of anticipatory uh, repudiation of a violation of Connecticut trade law. So in which uh, the judge dismissed the claim for declaratory relief. Am I saying that right? Do I, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. But, <laughs> declaratory relief, yeah. It looks like uh, there's a... a an exclusive maker of a CBD pen and not like a, a vape pen. I thought it was a vape pen. I'm like, how are you going to get dogs to inhale a vaporizer? <laughs> but it's, it's actually a syringe. So it's not a pen that I'm thinking of. Like, actually, I think I got one in my pocket here. So it's not like, a, you know, these, these vape pens, it's more like a syringe. So they put in an order for 75,000. Um, and I guess that was $10 million worth, but they only earned 1.1 million through the deal well short of the 6 million per year that they were supposed to get in 2019 and 2020 and 21 that was stipulated by the contract. So, um, obviously they want that, uh, the lawsuit to be dismissed, trying to get that move forward. Um, so. Uh, Josh, this is the normalization argument uh, that you were making. Uh, breach of contract is breach of contract. You're yeah. you have committed to buy one million of these pens or whatever the exact numbers are, and if you do not buy one million of those pens after promising to do so you had better comply with the terms of the contract uh, to get out of it. And if you don't, you're on the hook for 1 million pens. Mm -hmm. uh, simple contract law. Uh, this is the industry normalizing. Uh, it, and they say that there were some quality control issues and uh, led to customer complaints. But the issue before the, the court in this particular pet case is going to be, did they comply with the terms of the contract to cancel and or repudiate the goods? And if they didn't, they're on the hook. 
Yeah, I, I remember us talking about a verbal agreement down in California, and I think it was, I don't know if it was, um, it was some rapper, and I don't know if it was Burner or uh, Green Thumb, Dr. Green Thumb. Um, but regardless, like if you have contracts and then they don't fulfill those contracts, that's one thing, but at least it's better than the issues we've seen in the past where it was like some verbal agreement, you know, and you have, <laughs> you don't have any contract whatsoever. So, uh, for whatever reason, they either found that, you know, this particular skew wasn't selling and they got out of it, you know, but this, yeah, this is fairly normal. If you don't fulfill your obligation, you're going to get sued. And so here we are kind of normalizing a $10 million lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess we kind of have to see what happens with this. It's a ongoing litigation. So we just have to come back to the talking hedge and find out. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the talking hedge. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.